So Pastor Jackson tonight referred to this text. It's one of my favorites also because I see Jesus going about cities and what? The villages, the highways and the byways. And I like that. I like that he cared about all the different places. And he taught in their synagogues. And I added, of course, my letters here. And I call this the AB approach because I think we pass by it often. I just like to highlight it. And he preached the gospel of the kingdom, and he was healing every sickness and disease among the people. So often, I see the money spent on the evangelistic effort and almost nothing spent in the preparation for the health work that really opens the door to make good Seventh-day Adventist people. When people come into the church through the health message, they are so much more solid and mature than when they just come in so quickly and with a shallow background. Matthew 10, he not only used it for himself, but he mentored his 12 disciples and he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and diseases. And then it goes a step further. He goes on and we learn about the 70 in Luke 10. After these things, he appointed 70 others and he sent them out two by two and they did the AB approach. They were healing the sick there and they said to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Do you see the two-fold approach? The healing and the preaching, the teaching together. It's a beautiful method. And Seventh-day Adventists have been blessed with the AB method. But clear back in Kellogg's day, the devil came in and just tried to make it difficult for ministers and doctors to work together or however we were supposed to blend. And so often we're doing evangelism with one hand behind our back. We just don't have the whole approach. Anyway, it's just some background. Ellen White, not long before she died, made her last trip across the continental United States on an old sooty train for several weeks in travel from California to Washington, D.C. And she spoke this message to the General Conference delegates. It's recorded word for word. You can get it all by that reference, June 3, 1909. I think she had several messages there, but this is the one that caught my heart. She said in this titled, A Plea for Medical Missionary Work. What's another word for plea? Appeal. What's the other one I just heard? Beg. Uh-huh. Beseech. It's pretty intense. But why would she have to plead at the end of her life for something she'd been talking about for a long time? They what? They were trying to restart. I mean, Loma Linda had been created just five years before, four years before. Glendale, Paradise Valley. Uh, they, were, they were pressing together. And she left this message with them. And we don't, we don't have time to read it all, but I'm hitting just the high points. She said, the end of all things is at hand. The signs foretold by Christ are fast fulfilling. There are souls in many places who have not yet heard the message. Henceforth, from now on, medical missionary work is to be carried forward with an earnest with earnestness with which it has never yet been done. 
it was, it's to be special for us today. And I've had the privilege of seeing it open doors in little villages and huge cities. And it's exciting. I caught my vision for the Health Expo working with a man that was just saw a few minutes ago next door, Mark Finley. I was starting a new medical missionary training school in Romania when he was out drawing these major cities in Acts, what he called Acts 2000, and Bucharest was on his list. And when he came and planned for Bucharest, he asked us if I could come and help him to do a large health expo in an auditorium that had been dedicated to communists, but no longer, and the gospel would be preached there. I'll show you some pictures of that a little later and come back to that story. This is the work. This work is the door through which the truth is to find entrance into where? The large cities. And if it works in the large cities, it can work in the small ones. What you're going to be learning in this class? So five things. How the expo opens doors why it's one of the best programs to start a cycle of friendship. I'm not promoting it as the program. It's part of a team of programs. But it's the, one of the easiest ones to reach a new territory. How to organize it, how to use the screening equipment, we'll practice with it here, and practice the anti-stress massage and a quick little uh, introduction to our Abundant Living Health Nuggets that we have available, which when you've got the interest of people through your health expo and you're looking for something to use for follow-up and you want to be able to have some health talks, we have the, the Abundant Living series and more. And I'll tell you what, about that as well. That's what we're going to be covering in our workshop to tonight, tomorrow morning. I think it's 830 to 1030. Is that correct? and tomorrow afternoon for a couple more hours, and then four hours Sunday morning, and then Sunday afternoon we can do one right here. How expos have opened the doors around the world. Back to Mark Finley's 2000, uh, year 2000. We were in Bucharest. I knew months ahead of time he'd contacted me to prepare. We had no health expo banners back then. The Nelsons, uh, uh, who had been at Weimar years before, had created in the Philippines huge banners. But it was like $5,000 to buy a set. And that was without any frames. And that cost about that much more to make. And uh, so we tried to make some of our own. And so the union conference finally took it over. I helped them with some photos and pictures. But I didn't live over there at the time. And I was coming later to start the school, so they were working at a time. They ended up spending $20,000 to put together their own set. Well, they've used it for a number of years since then, so it's not like it was once and threw it away. But it was bulky and huge and takes a truck to carry it around. And I said, you know, the concept is so good. It's so neat to have professional-looking backdrops that promote our message and that we can build our stations around for screening but we'll never finish the work if we pay that kind of money. Now, how can the local churches have these things? And it was there the Lord put a burden on my heart to
to find a way to produce Health Expo banners in large quantities so that it could come down to a price that any church could afford. And so I've done that. We've come down from the $5,000 price to just over a $1,000 price, and we're not going to go into details exactly, but I'm warning you, don't try to get me any cheaper than we have them because I've already done my mission work. We've got them down from the high price down to the minimum. You know, if I offered them for $10, someone would want them for $5. It's just the way I've been as are. <laughs> so I'm prepared if you want to try it. <laughs> but anyway, we have tried to get it down as a ministry where it's affordable. And so it's a real blessing that we can offer that for you. We're constantly searching for the best printers, the best material, the best rolling systems, you know, frameworks and so forth. You can't imagine how much time we have spent to do this. And the Lord is really blessed. We have excellent supply now and can give the best quality. So here we were in Bucharest. We were, we were doing about 1,000 people a night. That's a lot of people to process. And they would come in for their massages. And, they, and we did it more than one night. We did it multiple nights so they could compare their blood pressures. And we were using it as a feeder right into Mark Finley's meeting. So we were in the foyer of this huge palace auditorium doing it, and then we would stop at a certain time and announce to everybody that it's time to, to go on into the main auditorium, and if you didn't have a ticket, we just happened to have a few extras and be our guest, and we would take them right in. Now, you can't usually transition people in this country and in Western countries that quickly from, you know, from the doorstep. Come, they came there for a health screening, and then you try to get them into an evangelistic meeting. Western people don't transition that quickly, generally. But in many other countries, they do. They're willing to do both. They, they don't have so many options. And, and they're interested and curious, and so they come in. And so that's what we did there. Just want to clarify, and I'll give you more points on that as we go along with the, the manual later. So we had the computer health age appraisal. How old are you? according to your health habits. Are you older or younger than your chronological age? And we'll be doing that as well. Um, when you can add extra activities to your expo besides just the screening, we, we were doing a large program there, so we had other rooms at which at the same time, simultaneously as the health expo was going on, you might have gone through it yesterday. You could then go to a side room where Teeny Finley and Phoebe, my wife, were have, uh, doing a cooking demonstration. They had 500 people every day in their classes. That was amazing. And so uh, we, we had several different options. That's a lot of work to put all that on simultaneously. Uh, more often, we have uh, a table right in the expo room with maybe some food samples rather than a cooking class. Here's the, the getting the body fat scale for weight and body fat and now BMI as well. And then uh, at the temperance booth, uh, here's one of our nurses. She's now the Union Health and Temperance Secretary of the, of, in Romania, has been for several years. She was one of our students uh, at our training center at Hergelia when we first started there. Um, after we got started in Honduras, and I was able to come back to the United States. I was then vice president at the Wildwood Lifestyle Center and Hospital. We, we went ahead with that dream that God gave me to put together a set of banners 
And we decided instead of 36, which was the model of the Nelsons, three for each law of health, it just took up so much room, we would have two banners for each law of health and have 16, and not as big as those were. So we went to Honduras with our uh, uh, OCI. Do you know OCI? Outpost Centers International. It's the umbrella organization for a number of self-supporting institutions in this country and in about 30 other countries as well. <clears throat> and we got together as institutions and went to Honduras to help do evangelistic series. Rather than just always running our restaurants and our lifestyle centers, we, we, we got free up a little bit and we all made teams, evangelistic teams and health teams, and we want to go out and do something in another country. We went to Honduras and we did we helped with 150 different campaigns. We weren't the speakers for all of them. We probably did about 30 of those. And in nine locations, we tried simultaneously running an expo, like in San Pedro Sula and Tegucigalpa. In the major cities, we ran an expo at the same time. And uh, Yuchi Pines would help in San Pedro Sula, and Wild would have helped over in, in Tegucigalpa. And, and we just had all different kinds of people volunteering and helping. Uh, it was amazing how the uh, media people responded uh, in, when they wanted to, because the, the banners are colorful and they're, they're photogenic, you know, and they're in the background. So they came out and they interviewed us and, and uh, a diplomat to the United States from Honduras was home. He heard on the radio about it. He came by and asked if he could go through it with the, with the VIP session that we had for the news media. And it just was really interesting how God used him to open up some doors for us that we were having some trouble with for the government at the time. And he solved everything overnight, uh, taking people by the arm. Here you see the, this is our original set of banners in the background. Uh, we had, at that time, three different sizes. This was the largest. Here was a brother and a sister who were bilingual, bi bilingual and uh, were helping us there in the Kennedy Church. So faithful every day, counseling at the end. Dr. Veriato Ferreira, who is now the health leader in Portugal and in the Euro-Asia division. We were doing this expo in one of the churches there in Honduras, and a psychologist from the largest pr uh, prison of the country lived in the area that we were doing this expo. And he came and he said to me, you have to come to our prison. We have the largest prison in the country. It's not that far away, but they need this information. Will you come? I'll bring a truck. I'll bring, uh, uh, you don't even take your banners down. We'll load them. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of everything. I'll bring you a bus if you'll bring your, some of your team there. I said to myself, you know, we're so busy already. We're, we're pushing all the buttons we can. I don't see how we possibly could do it. One of, the, one of my students came up from behind me. He said, you know, if you'll just, if you'll just give us permission and if you'll just maybe do the, the health talk, we'll organize everything else. And you can't tell them no, you know, so we ended up going to the prison. We didn't know it, but that the Adventist church had never been allowed to have a prison ministry. Now they're begging us to come because of the expo. So, and they make us a sign to welcome us. We go into this, this prison and we're able to spend, I thought, one time. No, not two times. No, three times. He wanted us back over. He says, we have 2,000 prisoners. You've only seen a few hundred. And so... So finally it ended up, he said, you know, he, when, he, when he learned that we couldn't come anymore, we were finishing our whole uh, campaign. We were going to be going home in a few days. He just said, isn't there any way, though, you can help us? I mean, the guy was so dedicated for his prisoners. And then uh, 
this young man was one of our students from Wildwood. He's from South Africa, where he's back there now working full-time as a medical missionary. He said to me, he said, if you would let us change our tickets and stay another week or two, and if he would let us offer for those interested to be able to preach a little series, we'd be willing to stay. So I called, I asked the doctor, I said, what about that? And he said, if they'll stay that long, they can preach to anybody who wants to come. And so they did, they stayed, two of our guys stayed, and they went back day after day, and they had people, uh, they did expo stuff, and then people came to the meetings, and uh, they got a really nice crowd of people, and we got permission for the Adventist church to follow up. Got, they got a, a permit to go in the, from then on. And the pastor followed up. Here, here is Kennedy uh, Cabello, we called him then, but Kennedy preaching. And the men standing around listening. And, and six weeks later, we got messages that the pastor started baptisms. So that was, that was exciting that we got this follow-up picture afterwards. So, you know, the, the expo opens up doors. We didn't know a diplomat would hear that, that we were doing an expo, but he unlocked some, some uh, visa problems we had. We had a vehicle we were trying to import temporarily. He got that in overnight. I mean, the Lord opens up doors when you work as a medical missionary, and it was really exciting. Well, then we decided, well, this was such a nice thing to do, but it was a shame to do them in nine or 10 places and not another, <laughs> other places. Only some places got exposed. So we went to Dominican Republic about 2001, and I would never probably do this again, but I took on 100 expos. That was with a body fat scale for every one of them, a set of 16 manners. Back then we didn't have the nice aluminum frames. We had to make our own PVC pipe frames with Velcro. I had pipe for everybody to make their frames. We had glucose and cholesterol strips for every site and teams trained. I had to go over there several times and train hundreds of, of the church workers to prepare for this time period, but it changed the island. I mean, it had a major impact. A hundred simultaneous expos going on throughout the Dominican Republic. Don't you think the PR we got was amazing? When the, the, the news media got a hold of all that? And so the people just streamed in, and uh, here's the, the conference secretary doing the health age appraisal, uh, and we just we were just inundated, and it was a Tre tremendous experience. We, uh, I'll never forget it, and it was a really uh, uh, a wonderful night. Here's in the, the Adventist University. We set up the big banners. We had to use different classrooms to do it there just to get enough space to do everybody. They're using just the chairs for the chair massage. We're going to uh, borrow your, your pillows from your rooms, if you're willing, on the day we do the expo, at least about a dozen of them. We'll take a pillow. And we, we find, now, my goal is to find inexpensive ways for you to do this. Now, you can get these fancy massage chairs where you're, you know, you can sit in it, but it costs quite a bit of money. Most churches can't get those. So my, my way, I try to show you alternatives, is all I'm saying. And then we've learned now, if you just take a pillow and lay it on the table and then take paper towels between people, it looks nice. You can get pink pillows for the ladies and blue pillows for the guy cases, or you know, you can do whatever you want with it. We'll just get hotel pillows. You bring them down here, and we'll try that. And, you, and they lay, they lean forward on the pillow, and it's much more relaxing. And then we do our little chair massage. We were, we were in the cities, and we were in the mountains. 
And some of the places up there, their church wasn't big enough to do the expo, so they had to kind of make their own little tent. And, uh, but people came from everywhere because they'd heard about it all over the island. And uh, she didn't look like she needed that body fat scale. <laughs> but you know she had to try. <laughs> and uh, then we held meetings, uh, the, the follow-up evangelistic meetings, and the Lord really blessed. We've done this in Atlanta, ASI, uh, Youth for Jesus did this a few years ago, right in, in, in uh, the uh, Georgia Tech. And we used this facility. We had the Health Expo there. Neil Nedley came and joined us for part of that time for the health part. They put out a brochure for the spiritual. They put out a brochure for the health. And typically, they put out twice as many of these because they always push the evangelism and, and half as many of those but it turned out almost nobody came for the evangelistic meetings. They all came for the expo, and we talked them into coming into the auditorium for the meetings. You know, and, and that's, if it, if it hadn't have been for the expo there, there would have been, been eight people or so for the evangelistic meetings, where we had a couple hundred, the way it turned out. So it does make a tremendous difference. And this was some of the screening that we did here. They were doing blood screening here. Uh, blood pressures, and a uh, pastor was, had learned to do the anti-stress chair massage. Different young people helping the, the health age appraisal, body fat scales. Uh, here's my little church in Dunlap, Tennessee, which is about an hour north of um, Chattanooga. Uh, our committee is about 5,000 people if you count up around all the corners in every place. I like the little community, it's so nice. In the big cities, when I do Chattanooga, when I helped Mark Finley a couple years ago when he came back to Chattanooga, it's so hard to get PR in the big cities because there's you know, so many, there's newspapers and there's all the radio stations and they're inundated with so many things that are going on. There's a circus every place all the time. But in little communities, you can, you know, there's one newspaper and there's one shopper and you get into that and everybody reads them and, and it's just a lot easier to get out there and, and to be known. So um, here's our little main street of town and we put up a sign there and, and we'd, we'd advertise in the paper and on the little radio station and we use this as a city hall and this is what they call their training center. You park in the back. And so uh, our church members just had a great time working together. You know, when you ask church members if they'll sign up to give Bible studies, half or more get scared to death and quietly slink away. But when you ask them to do a health expo and you talk about how easy it is to run a body fat scale or the teenagers that can run the computer, people say to themselves, you know, that's something I can do. I can do blood pressures and I can, I can learn the massage and, and it just seems more people friendly. So it's easier to get our churches involved. And so we, in my little church of 100, 120 members, when I asked them to come and to train, we had 60 of them. Not 10 or 20, but we had 60 of them that responded. And they're, they're as loyal today as they were three or four years ago when we started. So we had a lot of fun uh, taking our neighbors and uh, community people, uh, doing the blood pressures, and there's Phoebe uh, getting directing folks. Uh, this man's my neighbor, uh, not an Adventist, and uh, we've become very good friends. Uh, and he was there for the expo and one of our, our elders, uh, retired missionaries, talking about uh, 
hydrotherapy. We don't use water, but we have the hot and cold bucket down there. We just talk about how you do it and feed in the cold water and the hot water and why and how. We have a handout for it. We'll do that on Sunday. And uh, uh, here's, our, here's a lady who's a retired pathologist in our church. And uh, I'll just pause for a moment to mention that with an expo, we're going to be teaching you the eight basic stations. But we want you to understand that that's just the minimum. That's just where to start from. If you've got other professional people that can join you, add them on. You'll see on Sunday, we're having a local dentist join us. And she'll come and bring her visual aids. And if you can add a dermatologist, if you can add uh, an oh, eye, eye screening for, for glaucoma, we've done that. And, uh, and the, uh, the, the, the specimens that Dr. Ethel Nelson brought, I mean, really you know, got people's attention. And so that was uh, very, as you can see, they, they were watching very carefully. Uh, that, that's tremendous. We had a little kid's corner to take care of the children. Uh, we involved the children quite a bit uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a section as an extra thing. Now, we have since uh, recently come up with a whole children's expo, and Valerie DeFore from France is here to teach that as well. That's going on simultaneously. Uh, we used to incorporate some of it right in the expo, and I still like to do it that way because generally we can't manage in one time a full adult expo screening program at the same time a children's expo. You'd have to have quite a bit of staff to do that. So I like to have a corner at least with some visuals and things the children can do uh, as well and, and then uh, for them. And other times to go into schools uh, with our regular Children's Health Expo banners and activities. Uh, here's a little body vest with the parts the kids enjoy using. Uh, these are our temperance goggles. They distort your vision to be something like you would be if you'd been drinking a bit and you think you can walk the straight line and you can't. And this just suggests what it's like. And people try to walk the straight line or throw a beanbag in a dish and they just can't make it happen. And the step test, we'll be practicing that on Sunday morning. And the anti-stress chair massage, now here you see with the pillows. We have ladies do ladies and men do men. It just works a lot nicer. Uh, otherwise, we, we've had some bad experiences where guys just target the younger girls. And it just makes it easier to do it this way. <clears throat> and so uh, these are our different church members that took the training. Or, our head deacon. We had people in their wheelchairs having them that were disabled. Uh, we had one, one uh, family that actually owned a machine for doing uh, bone scans uh, for osteoporosis that they brought and volunteered to come with. And so that was nice to have one time. There she's doing it. Printed out a report. Here's our team of, of some of our church members uh, at the health uh, health age table, uh, helping them to fill out their forms. At the health age table, when they tell us their health habits, at the bottom, there's a little survey there of other programs they might be interested in from stop smoking, depression recovery, diabetes, uh, 
prophecy studies. We try to feel them out. They leave us their name and address. We keep that page, put that information about their lifestyle on the computer, but we keep that page. And then later, uh, they, Phoebe, would you take this, please? Uh, then, then later, uh, we put that information in the computer and they get a different page. Yes? I don't know how HIPAA would apply to a screening program, but we've never been in trouble with anybody. <laughs> but the... Yeah. No, no, it's not. No. What we, what we retain is their name and address to contact them to about other programs. That one sheet does not have any of their screening on it except for their health age. There's another form that's called the personal record that does have all of their, their, their blood screening and, and their, their weight and so forth, but they keep that one. So they actually go home with that. We use it in the last station for, for counseling, but we just turn it over to them. So we've never had a problem. But this, that particular station is one of the most important stations for the most user-friendly type people because it's there that we, we, we look at what they're interested in and we say to them, oh, I see you're interested in nutrition. Uh, did you notice that we have a nutrition class starting in just 10 days from today? Here's a brochure for it. Would you mind if I just put your name and telephone number down on our tentative list? You're not obligated to come, but we'd love to have you planning to come. And most of them will say yes. They've had a nice massage. They've spent an hour with you already. They're relaxed. They're open. They like what you've given them. We, 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 when we did this in Dunlap, we had 50 people sign up, say that it's okay to put their name down for the cooking class. We had 11 people sign up for stop smoking. It's hard to find people that are really wanting to stop smoking if they haven't already. We had both programs ready to go within two weeks. We had the dates already there. That's the most effective way to use the Health Expo. You don't just screen people and then put those names in a file for a while. If you want to get your money's worth out of your expo, you've got to be a whole calendar of a year of activities. You ought to know what you're going to do right along the way and tell the folks right then what's coming up because that's where they're interested. And so uh, we were able to uh, have the, the Stop Smoking program that very Friday night. We got seven of the 11 to come. That was pretty good. And then we got 53 at the cooking class, which was more than signed up because people would also advertise it in the newspaper. So we got most of the 50 that said they might come and a few more that didn't come to the expo came straight to that. But that was amazing. We only had 200 people in the whole expo and, and we got 25% of them interested in nutrition. So it can be very effective for you. That's just putting in the information. Okay, I'll probably need to go a little faster. Wait for you. We have till 9.30, right? 8, eight to 9.30, that's right. All right, here, here's some of our physicians uh, at the counseling table. We'll have uh, people coming in to help us with the counseling as well. And uh, when you can, we had a variety of literature we could give them on health. And uh, we also had uh, samples for them. And, uh, and I think recipes, so they have an idea of what was with the food that they were trying. 
we did this on a Sunday so that right as soon as they were getting out with church, they could come to the expo, and they knew there was going to be food samples. So as soon as church was out, and we got the local churches to put a flyer in their bulletins, and almost most of the churches in our community were willing to do that. So we got a number of the church people as they came out of church, and they went by and went to the expo and then went on home. So we have a lot of fun sharing with people this way. In, in 2003, OCI again put together a number of institutions and we all went to Ukraine. I'd worked about a year. I was vice president of OCI at that time. I'd worked about a year with the Ukraine Union president because we'd started two health centers over there that are very successful today. I just got back from the 10th anniversary of our health center in central Ukraine called Novi Obihodi. And uh, we celebrated our 10th anniversary on January 2. They average 50 patients per session. They often have a waiting list of three to six months. And it's been that way. We started with about 24 patients. We've had to keep increasing the facility. It's a fantastic place. And uh, it was just a joy to see what they were doing. Well, this was at the, they had just been open a year. And we went and we did 60 uh, health expos and evangelistic series throughout the whole country. And, and we had 200 and about 20 of us fly in to Ukraine to join with our people over there in doing these series of meetings. And so we were in many different auditoriums with our health banners in, in Ukrainian and Russian. And the people just flocked in and uh, children's sections for them. Uh, I'll just have to go through and you just see the pictures, the massage, the, the peak flow meter. You see how the ladies enjoying it, doing it, you know, and uh, the local people uh, emphasizing water. Uh, this was the hydrotherapy, of course. It's a nice way to get our people involved, sharing some nutrition ideas. It's always cold in these auditoriums. They don't usually heat them. And you can see the, the rooms are just packed. Uh, Harold Lance was doing this church. That's uh, Dr. Slepinchuk. She was doing the health series. And uh, it's always such a blessing when you're there for a while and you stay long enough to see how it finishes and it turns into the baptisms and people that have been studying and that we've been working with through health programs ahead of time before the evangelistic series even. In Portugal, we, use, we have huge health expos. Dr. Variato Ferreira leads out with that. Uh, big signs to advertise, Expo Salude, and uh, in shopping centers, and the people waiting to, for, to get screened, and you can see them just in the mobs of folks there. Uh, they do a very professional job, uh, very well organized. Then this was Mark Finley in 2006, and he was there. We used the Chattanooga First Church. Uh, Louise Eyrick, one of the pastor's wife, was that user-friendly person that was helping Folks, see, she's got her personal record in her hand, but she's, uh, uh, she's prepared, Louisa's prepared to tell her about her upcoming programs, you see, and she's just spending some time with her at that one table where they fill out that information. And then they put it in the computer. We had health samples there as well. Uh, the church ladies were very faithful to pitch in and help. We explained what the food was. And uh, this was nice. One of our dentists, the Dr. Otis there in Chattanooga, he came and he, 
had a camera that he could shine into their mouth and it would show up on his laptop so they could see what he was telling them about uh, their needs were. And that was very popular. Here you can actually see the little camera. I was hoping that we'd have that for Sunday, but it didn't work out. Uh, the, the dentist didn't have it available. Uh, she tried. Uh, here we did some glaucoma screening. Dr. Vessels is our local Adventist physician in the community, very well known, and he sent over some of his texts, and uh, they offered this screening. The, the more options you offer, the more options you can put in your brochure that you're going to give to the public ahead of time, and you're advertising, the more hooks you have, the more fish you get. So however you want to look at it, the more variety you have, it, someone's going to pick up on something that you're offering. Uh, we were able to borrow one time from Weimar a, a, a Doppler for screening, uh, uh, arterial screening. And I tell you what, we, we, couldn't, we couldn't handle everybody that wanted in that particular line. But it, it drew in a lot of people. It drew in a higher class of people that came because when they read that in the paper, there was free screening in that way. They, they flocked in for that as well. That was in the Georgia Tech uh, University thing. And then some of the folk from Southern Adventist University were helping us with the counseling and the trust booth as we would finish up. Um, we have what we call multicultural and Western. Uh, there are some countries that there are not so many diverse populations. They're mostly Caucasian. They, they want what they call the Western series. It's mostly Caucasian people. But nine out of 10 people want the multiculture, which is this one. And uh, so you see, they come in pairs. We, uh, we, when we changed over from our original banners, which I felt were a little bit too busy, you can have too much information on stuff, and people don't comprehend it. In fact, they just swish over it and just say it's just too much for them, and they don't really focus. So we decided to put more of a visual on one of them, and then bulleted points uh, on, on the rest. We'll have all the banners up uh, by, by Sunday so you can see them. Uh, so here is the exercise, your pair of water, your sunshine, temperance, air, rest, and uh, here's a nice picture of a Hispanic father and son uh, with the Bible. And in countries where uh, it, it's a sensitive issue to have trust in God, which is what this emphasizes, we do have an alternative, and it's also called trust, but it's in social relationships. The, you know, trust in families, trust in your job, or your relationships with other people. Because in some countries, you can't start with anything about God, or you don't, you, you don't even get an expo going. And so where that, and I had a, I had a health department last week order, 99% uh, of what I sell goes to Adventist churches, but last week there was an Adventist who works for a health department in Texas who showed her, his boss, these banners and they decided to order them, but she said, but I want the alternatives. I want the alternative banners as well. And so we've special ordered them for her as well. Okay, uh, that's it for now. Questions? This media was produced by Audioverse for the NAD Health Summit. If you would like to learn more about the NAD Health Summit, please visit www.nadhealthsummit.com or if you would like to listen to more free online sermons, please visit 
www.audioverse.org.